0: once you get the the ball spinning off your racket the way you want it to you can really ratchet up the power and you can get that ball to to jump like a like a kangaroo
1: wow that's awesome mate (laughs) (laughs)
2: Welcome to the Tennis Files Podcast, bringing you advice from the top minds in tennis to help you improve your game. And now, here's your host, Mehrban Iranshad. Hey
1: everyone, welcome to another episode of the Tennis Files Podcast. I really appreciate you tuning in. And uh, lately I've been playing a lot more tennis. I actually had a really fun weekend uh, this past Sunday, especially uh, shout out to our nine-five mixed combo team that uh, won regionals uh, by one game. Actually, we played a team from Virginia twice, and we won the first match two to one. Uh, my partner and I, Haley, we won a I think two-hour plus match in the third set tiebreaker, and then we our team lost um, the second match against that same team two to one. Uh, and my partner and I. Um, lost that match in a third set tiebreaker. Um, But it was really a lot of fun, and it was pretty crazy because when they ended up trying to figure out who won, uh, we obviously had both both teams had won the same number of matches and also the same number of sets, so they had to count up the number of games each team won, uh, I believe. And then our team had won one more game, so that's as close as you can get pretty much. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of tennis on that Sunday, especially. Uh, and then I played singles Monday, and I was uh, a little bit tired, you know. I uh, ended up coming out on the wrong side of things that match. Um, but um, playing that singles match, uh, it was a five-zero 0 uh, league uh, nearby. Um, uh, really motivated me to uh, work a lot more on my singles game. I've been playing a lot of doubles, but uh, looking forward to more singles uh, training uh, but you know enough about me. This episode is for you, and especially to talk about a lot of fantastic uh, tips about the kick serve. Uh, and we have Ramon Osa from Osa Tennis 360. Uh, uh, he's a great guy, uh, very high level tennis instructor. Uh, has a great presence online at Osa Tennis 360 dot com. And uh, we're going to talk about technical aspects of the kick serve. Uh, strategy reasons why you'd want to use a kick serve versus other serves. Um, uh, we'll talk about the toss and how that differs with the kick serve and uh, a lot of great things covered in this one. So uh, I hope you really enjoy it. And, uh, you'll also notice that Ramon, uh, mentions a kick serve course. And, uh, depending on when you listen to this episode, it may or may not be available, but, uh, if you want to, you can, uh, try to check it out at tennisfazcom slash Ramon. So that's tennisfaz.com/r a slash R-A-M-O-N. But in any case, I really hope you enjoy this episode. And without further ado, here's my interview with Ramon Osa. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Uh, I'm really pleased uh, and honored to speak with uh, one of my great friends in the tennis world, Ramon Osa. Uh, As many of you may uh, have noticed, i uh, I've spoken to Ramon on the Tennis Technique Summit a little while back, and he gave us a, a wonderful uh, presentation about volleys, a great, great video as well, tutorial. And now I'm here with Ramon to talk about a pretty tough stroke, uh, but one that Ramon uh, knows a lot about and can teach you how to do uh, properly, which is the kick serve. Uh, The kick serve is such an effective weapon against opponents, and uh, I'm here to ask Ramon a lot of uh, your Bernie questions about how we can develop a better kick serve. Uh, And if you don't know uh, about Ramon yet, uh, he is uh, an expert at helping tennis players discover the fun in tennis while showing them what they need to do to improve their game. Uh, Ramon just puts out uh, wonderful videos, and I, I love them because they're both fun and really uh, instructional, and, and they help you to learn uh, you know, technique uh, the right way. Uh, and so Ramon is the founder of Osa Tennis 360, which I highly encourage you to check out, um, where he produces a ton of uh, you know, really effective and fun-filled videos. He's also got a great YouTube channel with a lot of fantastic free content um, that you should all check out and uh, ramon's a, you know just a great guy so
0: ramon uh, welcome thank you so much for for joining me well maribon first of all thank you for having me and i want to just record that intro and play that back for my wife so she can hear all the cool <laughs> things you just said no i really appreciate that and i actually forgot about that uh volley summit that thing was amazing and i it was a lot of fun to be a part of that so uh thanks for having me on the call Oh,
1: anytime, Ramon. Uh, always a pleasure to talk to you. Always a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, Ramon, so obviously I just want to ask you a bunch of questions about the kick serve and, uh, you know, to talk about, you know, th- this, um, you know, great weapon that we can uh, pr- uh, develop and, and uh, you know, win against our opponents with. So, you know, just for a basic intro into the stroke for some of us uh, who don't know about it that much, you know, can you tell us what the kick serve is at its core and how it can help us win tennis matches?
0: Yeah, dude, absolutely. So first of all, this is the the question that I get the most. I think of any of the, any of the strokes, everybody wants a kick serve. And it's understandable because what a kick serve does is it allows you to hit a serve confidently that you know is going to go into the box, <laughs> you know, 99 times out of 100, which is the key, right? In order to win a point, we got to get the serve in. So what most people try to do is they they just kind of hit their serve as hard as they can, and, you know, you have mixed results because if you don't have spin to bring it in, um, you know, you get a lot of double faults, which is not fun for the whole family. So what the kick serve does is it allows you to hit the ball aggressively um, and put topspin on the ball. And and a kick serve is different than a topspin serve. I think it's a hybrid between a a pure topspin serve and a little bit of a slice serve, okay, which is different than a pure topspin serve and a pure um, or or a twist serve, which goes the opposite way. So if you're a righty, it's going to be traveling with topspin, but it's also going to be traveling to the side. So it's got this like diagonal arc so that when it hits the ground, it actually bounces up high and it also moves to the side, which is really cool because you can hit it aggressively. Um, You know, instead of just trying to whack your first serve in, and not being able to hit it aggressively with control, this serve allows you to hit the ball hard and aggressively and make a whole lot of balls in, which is, which is the key to a good service game.
1: Yeah, Ramon, that's, I mean, wonderful description of the the stroke and why it's so important to to have it. Because I mean, I, I just, you know, a, a case study for me, like when I was younger, I didn't really ha- like develop the kick serve. So like, my second serve would be like a slice, which, you know, it's okay, but still like it doesn't clear the net as much. So I would double fault and then my confidence would uh, go down and stuff like that. But, you know, if you can hit a kick serve, you can have a, a high, you know, it, it'll go very high over the net and a lot of net clearance. You won't hit the net. And if you can hit that serve, I mean, you've got like a, you, you know, you're not going to double fault that much. Um, So it's really
0: effective. Um, but, 100%. Yeah, and going back to what you said, I mean, as the, as a, a late bloomer, if you will, in tennis. I didn't really pick up the game until 16. I wasn't a natural athlete like a lot of these guys, and I had the classic panhandle, tap it in, you know, serve that we all kind of shy away from. And learning the kick serve just totally transformed my entire game because you can start to hit the ball with confidence, and like you said, Mirabon, with a lot of net clearance. Um, and it also kicks up out of your opponent's strike zone, which is really good.
1: Yeah, Tully Ramon. Um, and, uh, definitely a great, great story how you've progressed, like, you know, from starting at a late age to, you know, the level you're at, which is pretty high. Um, but as far as, um, the kick serve, I mean, in your opinion, like, obviously we see a lot of players who don't hit a kick serve at all, or don't even want to like try, but why do you think players are uncomfortable, uh, hitting or trying to hit kick serves?
0: I think the biggest reason that's a great question, by the way. And I think it's the biggest reason is people want to make the serve so badly and it, the the kick serve is kind of this, uh, it's an optical illusion because you're actually hitting up on the ball. And there's this conscious or subconscious fear that when we hit up, the ball is going to get launched over the fence. All the heads are going to turn and look at us and you know, like who the hell is this guy? You know, but the biggest problem is we have to allow ourselves the luxury of missing in practice and allow ourselves to, hit up on the ball that's going to create that top spin because what happens is most guys that come to me, they want to learn the kick serve. And then as soon as I show them the basic process, they're able to do it. But beforehand, they're trying to like steer the ball down into the court because we want the ball ultimately to land in the court and they don't allow themselves to kind of hit up, hit up on the ball
1: yeah that's a great point, Ramon. You just kind of have to um, let go of that kind of like pre- preconceived notion and just let Ramon guide you you know <laughs> as far as the stroke and I mean you know
0: and you I can know. I can brag about what I learned because I've stolen it from a lot of really good coaches you know like Rick Macy and, and Landsorp and you know I didn't think of any of this stuff on my own, but it's all the stuff that I use um, on a consistent basis to uh, to help people you know develop their service which is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, we all stand on the shoulders of giants and, you know, what's great about it is that you find all the great information and you've learned from such great instructors and then you, you know, teach everybody, you know, as straightforward as possible. So that's what we love about your instruction, Ramon. Um, Yeah, anytime. And, you know, we've obviously talked about the advantages uh, about the kick serve, but um, you know, in your opinion, like at what level do you normally see players consistently using uh the kick serve? Like maybe the NTRP rating type assessment?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. I think it's uh it varies because you'll get some 3.0s hitting a good kick serve, but I think by the time you hit 3.5, you're seeing a lot of kick serves starting to come in. By the time you're 4.0, almost everybody's got one, not everybody. You know, some people have a an unorthodox style. But once you get to the 4.5 level, I think it's pretty universal. Everyone's got one. And it really is the serve, I think, that that is the biggest difference maker in an overall effective serve. So if you want to go up to the 4.0 level, if you want to go up to the 4.5 level, maybe even want to keep going, you know, all the way to to 4.5 and above, it's that serve that you absolutely have to have in your arsenal. So I'd say to answer your question, I'd say probably 3.5 Uh, By the time you hit 4-0, it's it's, um, pretty present, I'd say.
1: Yeah, and again, for for all of you, you know, I mean, if it's a second serve at a critical moment, do you want to be hitting a serve that, uh, you know, has like low net clearance or do you want to confidently be able to clear the net and take away one really big impediment to making the serve in? I mean, obviously, the kick serve is super uh, important. And so obviously everybody wants to talk about like the technique of, of the kick serve. It's so important and critical to learn this. So in your opinion, Ramon, I mean, what's the number one thing that players do incorrectly when they try to hit a kick serve?
0: Yeah, uh, that's a good one. I think it's what we just talked about, which is they're trying so hard to make the ball in that they don't allow themselves to freely hit up into the ball and create the spin and and kind of hand in hand with that is we tend to get tight anytime we're doing something new um especially you know if if um you know if you're not learning this at the age of like 6 <laughs> you know you're like me and you learn this thing later in life then you there's there's this muscle tension that gets introduced so i say those are the two things allowing not allowing yourself to hit up on the ball and then also just an overall sense of tightness which robs all serves of power so that would be uh, that would be, I know you yes asked for one, but probably those, those would be the two
1: the more to be, better, you know, we appreciate that. And so, you know, when you teach your students and obviously, you know, in your courses, um, are do you also like hit on the point of like how we can, um, not be so tight and things like that. Cause I think that's really important. And, you know, like I feel the same thing, like when I'm tight hitting a serve, I, I really cannot
0: <laughs> hit a kick serve. For sure. I recommend a shot of tequila you know, uh, right before you go out. That, that, no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Some, some places do that. I was actually in the Philippines and they had a jug of uh, brandy in the middle of a tennis match and they were just going to town on it. <laughs> no, but I would say, you know, the the things that you've probably heard a lot, which is remembering to breathe, you know, breathe deeply and, and just being aware and conscious of, um, you know, how tightly you're holding the racket just an overall sense of looseness. I mean, I like to imagine myself as this big giant rubber band, you know, before I go out and I hit the serve. And just to have that imagery, I think a lot of times helps people. And also there's a bonus one is is give yourself a number. You know, when you're hitting a serve, forget about where the serve's going, you know, but just hit the serve and then just say okay, on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being totally loose and 10 being like, you know, Iron Man, how loose was I on that serve because I think a lot of times the biggest challenge is we're not really aware of what we're doing you know especially when we're learning a new skill like a kick serve you know we're just kind of not aware and it's one of the things that we have to develop um as you're going forward
1: yeah it's great insight into uh into being loose on the kick serve uh, Ramon and so obviously you talked about um you know one technical difference, difference at least on the, the kick serve versus others but what are maybe one or two other technical differences that you can point out between, say, you know, the slice serve and flat serve versus the kick serve?
0: Yeah, I think, um, you know, the, the main difference, I would say, between the slice and the, the kick between the flat is there's spin on it, right? So that, that would be number one. But I think the slice and the kick are very closely related because you're hitting up on the ball. you're You're producing spin. It's just to a degree of how much – side spin versus how much kind of top spin. So we're looking at the ball, you know, and, and you've heard of the classic, like here's the here's the clock. Um, you know, if you're hitting a, a pure top spin serve, we're going from 12 to 6. Um, I'm gonna see if I can get this right in the mirroring. If we're hitting if you're a lefty, I'm gonna start with the lefties today because they always get shortchanged. <laughs> um you're gonna go from a four to I hope I get these numbers right, math on the fly, four to ten okay, or somewhere along that line for a kick. A slice, you might be more towards like 3.30 to, uh, to 10.30. And then obviously just flip that. If you're a writer, you'd be going from uh, 6, I'm sorry, from 7 or 8 o'clock to up towards 2 o'clock, you know, versus on a slice, you're going more across the ball. You're going almost um, 8.30 towards, you know, 2.30. That would be the main the main difference. And then the finish is going to be slightly different too. If you're hitting a and I talk about this in the in the simple kick serve, if if you're hitting a slice serve, typically you're you're kind of coming around the ball and you're gonna finish almost like you're cradling a baby. And if you're hitting a kick serve, typically you finish out at least initially out on the same side um as your hitting arm. So so the finish, you know, will be slightly different too. Does awesome. that answer your question?
1: Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, no, that's awesome, Ramon. I appreciate the uh, great advice on the kick serve on, about that. And I'm just wondering, um, your take on, on the toss, because I see some instructors advocating that you want to always toss the ball at the same place, uh, no matter what, uh, what, what shot you hit, um, what serve you hit, rather. But then there's others that Um, say that it's you know for kick serve it's better to kind of toss it more to the left uh, um, to like facilitate the kick serve so I'm wondering you know what you would advise uh, maybe like beginner intermediate players as far as like where they um, probably should be tossing the ball
0: yeah that's a great question if you want to make your life really hard (laughs) try to hit initially all of the all of the serves from the same toss because that is a real challenge I would say I like making things as simple and as easy as possible. And biomechanically, the way the kick serve is going to work best is if I I like to imagine the ball landing in line with the top of my head slightly into the court. Okay, so you you want all of your serves slightly into the court, and that'll allow you to kind of, you'll see in your body, just hit up on the ball a little bit easier. So uh, if if you're a righty, it's going to be slightly more to the left, slightly more to the left of the baseline um, as you're going across, uh, slightly into the court.
1: Cool, Ramon. Cool. And also uh, another question I just kind of thought of now is when you, when you're like a, attacking, you know, developing the kick serve, do you generally kind of start from, I mean, do you start from like the end game where you're just like, you know, a, totally abbreviated and just and trying to feel it out? Or do you like kind of start from the beginning of the motion? Like, what do you generally think is more effective?
0: So this is this is actually a really great question Maravon because I was always like all right you know we're going to we're going to break it down into the smallest possible pieces and that definitely has value but I recently I've been working with a guy named Don Henson who's a master professional he's taken kids from 5 years old to ATP players and you know he's he's worked with people of all ages from all over the world and he said you know you should never really separate say the toss from, from the service motion. I realize that doesn't work for everybody. And in the, in the course that, um, that we're going to talk about here in a second, we actually do break it down by the pieces, but I think, um, there's, there's a time and a place for both. You know, if you're having issues with one particular part of the, of the serve, then it's really good to go to that part and really isolate that part, especially if it's a foundational piece. Like you can't hit a kick serve if the toss, if your toss is, you know, off towards Zimbabwe or something, you know, it has to be in the zip code. Um, so I hope that answers your question. It's kind of an ambiguous answer, but um, there's not really one size fits all.
1: Yeah, no, totally. I mean, that's very insightful, uh, Ramon. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, different strategies work for everyone, but um, I, I agree with, with your answer there. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, our audience loves drills, you know, you know, who who uses what drill and whatnot, but maybe if you could give us an insight into maybe just like one drill that you really like um, for developing the kick serve.
0: So, sure. I had the hardest time in the world developing this thing on my own. You know, I was like, okay, I can watch the pros do it. I can watch some videos and I'll, you know, I'll be good. I'll be a star by Tuesday. Right. And I go out there and it's anything but that. I mean, I'm going out there, I'm launching balls over the fence, I'm hitting balls into the net. And uh, eventually I, I went out and spent a bunch of money on some lessons and, and learned the step by step process. But the drill that helped me really kind of feel it was, was two parts. I'll give you kind of a bonus one. The First thing is, if you just imagine, I actually left my racket in my wife's car. I can't believe I did that. But you imagine, here's the uh, the racket face, okay? And then here's your other hand, obviously, and you're gonna just basically get a feeling of rolling the ball up the back of your hand. Okay, that's the thing. We all, when we hit a regular serve, we're we're hitting kind of on the face of the ball. So you want to feel that you're actually rolling the ball, and you can actually do this with with the uh, the racket. You can actually spin the ball over the net. That's a really really good one. That's the first one, and then the second one is um, once you kind of get that motion. Um, This is about the fourth or fifth step in the progression that I teach in the simple kick serve. Try to hit the ball as high as you can over the net because what we want to do instinctively is get the ball to go down. And, and, And Like we talked about a couple times, we end up not really hitting up on the ball. So if you think about hitting the ball as high as you can over the net, it kind of promotes that looseness that we were talking about, and it also gets you to create the shape that you want on the serve. And then from there, you can start to, um, you know, feel that shape and start to bring it down and, and bring it back to earth, so to speak.
1: Awesome, Ron, appreciate that. And uh, another question, um, as far as uh like how far, um, I'm sorry, how far forward we should be going into the court when we hit a kick serve? What's your opinion on that? I mean, should we be like kind of pretty much just go straight up or, um, more into the court or is it kind of like a mix? Would you say?
0: Yeah. I mean, every, everyone will tell you everything good in tennis is forward, you know, so you, you want to be going forward into the court. You definitely don't want to be going backward. And that's the number one challenge I see with, um, you know, like rec players, if they're going out trying to hit the kick serve, their toss is way behind them, and they're getting the shape. They're getting that basic spin, but the ball doesn't really have the penetration that we want that makes it a really difficult serve to return. So you want it a little bit forward into the court, um, not too much, obviously, because then you start, you know, leaning, you start losing your balance. But, uh, yeah, there's, I think there's a happy medium in there, slightly into the court, I'd say.
1: Sweet Ramon. That makes a lot of sense. And so as far as, um, technique or actually it could be anything, what's one big tip that you can
0: give us, uh, to help us hit uh, a better kick serve? Um, I would say, understand the way that the racket influences the ball and, and the way that the, basically the racket path. Um, and, um, this is something, you know, I cover a lot, but it's, it's, you know, you're basically swinging more or less horizontally along the baseline. If you think about this, this basic direction, and when we add that in with the coil, the way your body works, the racket ends up kind of going out almost on a, on a 45 degree angle. Um, so understanding that swing path and, and, um, then executing it, you know, and, and, um, and practicing it, (laughs) you know, that's the main thing. And I I would say the one thing is you're probably going to ask about this later, but Make sure that when you're learning something new, you know, you're learning, especially something kind of totally different than any of the other serves, that you practice it in a controlled setting um, without matches on the line, if you really want to learn it. You know, my, a lot of guys say, uh, show me how to hit a kick serve in the middle of a set. And you just, you can't do that. Your body, it, it wants to bring the ball in. So your body will find the, the way that it knows possible to get the ball in. And if it's not a, a muscle memory that you have programmed yet, it's, it's not going to happen. So allow yourself to practice in a controlled setting. It'll, it'll make your life way easier. You'll learn it faster, and, uh, and it'll be good. It'll be fun.
1: Yeah, that's, that's wonderful advice. Very critical. I mean, you know, like just like Ramon said, basically if you, if you try to learn something with a ton of pressure on the line, you're going to revert to what has worked for you before. So that wouldn't really be very good. Yeah.
0: Um, And there's, there'll be a lot of expletives being thrown out. So just take, take the 10 minutes a day to go out and take a bucket of balls and you know, I think it'll help you.
1: For sure. Ramon. So a little bit of strategy, if you will. Um, this is kind of a tough one, I guess. Uh, but w- w- how often do you think we should be using kick serves
0: in tennis matches? Oh, man, good question. I think it totally depends, you know, if, if the guy can't return it all the time, right? So a lot, of, a lot of guys come to me and they say, well, Ramon, I do really well when I slice my backhand. I say, okay, you know, how often do you do that? Not that often. Well, why don't you keep doing it? You know, do it as, as much as it's working. Um, and then it's, you know, very situational too. Like if you know that a guy cannot return a high forehand, uh, serve to save his life, throw that in, you know, if you need it, if you need a serve, you need to make your first serve. And it's, it's a critical point if you're at 40, 30 or 30, 40, and, uh, you know, you want to get that first serve in, use it, you know, use that kick serve because you're going to be uh, 99% of the time it's going in. Um and then uh you know, so how often should you use it is, is purely kind of situational. And the thing I always ask myself before every point, and I encourage my students to ask themselves is what's been working in the match, number one, what does my opponent think is coming next? And I learned this from Craig O'Shaughnessy, who's a genius when it comes to um strategy and stuff. And then what should I hit next? So what's been working? What does my opponent think is coming? And what should I do next? If you get in the habit of asking yourself those three questions, that'll kind of give you a guide as to um, when to use the kick serve.
1: Great stuff, Ramon. I like playing poker as well. And I like uh, you know, that applies to that too, it applies to a lot of things in life. Me too. Um, I'm terrible at poker
0: though. And <laughs> really? I always think that I'll oh, gonna be the hand. I'm going all in that, you know, now my wife's playing and I'm sitting on the bench. So <laughs> <laughs> <I
1: don't. laughs> I'm sure you'd be great, you know, if you put time into it, but you're too busy helping everyone, you know, play better tennis and create awesome courses. So, you know, that that's cool too. And, and can you talk a little bit about the value of um, kick serve uh, for doubles players as well? Because I know we have a ton of players who play a lot of doubles and league play and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, it's, it's absolutely key because what ends up happening is if you can hit a kick serve, a um, couple of things happen. One, it gives you time to get into the net. And doubles, is, as you know, is, is all about getting to the net and taking away the middle of the court. So the kick serve, unlike the flat serve, which just zooms in and by the time your opponent returns it, you're like two steps in. You actually have time to get in sometimes to the service line. And uh, if you hit a really good kick serve, your, your partner is going to get so many poaching opportunities. Because if you can direct that kick serve in the right direction, he's going to get a lot of kind of middle-ish balls that he can poach on. And, uh, you know, it just gives you time to get into the net. So I use my kick serve almost exclusively in doubles. I very rarely hit a flat serve um, just because, you know, like, like we've, all the good things we've talked about, it gives you a high percentage serve. So it takes away that aggressive mindset from the returner. It, gives your, it gets your partner in the match. You know, how many times have we played doubles and our partner misses the first serve every time? And then he finally makes one in, and we 're so blown away that we 're like falling asleep, and we miss an easy volley, right We want to give our partner as many first serves as we can, and the kick serve allows you to do that with a high level of accuracy and effectiveness. so use it all the time in doubles.
1: yeah, for sure, Ramon. and to give you an example, um, this was actually mixed, but you know it still applies. Uh, I was playing a mixed doubles league league match nine uh, five combo, and then um you know, the, the, uh, female played, uh, player on, played on the ad side. And, you know, all I really had to do was to hit a kick serve. Um, you know, if I got it to that spot, um, you know, she had a lot of trouble hitting it and, you know, um, she tried her best, but we, we get a lot of poachable balls. Um, just
0: like you said, so um, that's at, that's at the nine five level. So you got a 5.0 and a 4.5. So obviously you're playing at a really high level Maribon, and, if, if the, most of the people that are watching this probably in that 3.0 to 3.5 range, this is a serve that is, is effective at every level. So, you know, absolutely use that. thing.
1: Yeah, Ramon, I'm really glad you're teaching it because it can be a huge weapon. I mean, people have a lot of trouble with, with a lot of topspin on ground strokes and even
0: more trouble with a kick serve. So, um, yeah, great stroke to learn for sure. And it's- if you shank it, they tend it, they'd still go in. You know, so there's that added bonus. I think Pat Rafter said, I was watching something and he said that, you know, his toss was never in the same place, but he had a kick serve. So like if the toss was in a slightly different position, all it would do is change the uh, the spin slightly. And, you know, if he didn't know where it was going, probably his, his opponent didn't know either, which is good.
1: Yeah, I'm sure he was very shankful about that. <laughs> Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, we have to do
0: it. I love uh, it, man. I'm this sorry. is my kind of interview. <laughs> oh,
1: thank you. Me too. Me too. Man. Um, and so, obviously, Ramon, you, you know, you do great work. You put out great courses, and you have a kick serve course, right? And so, can you talk about, um, you know, about your kick serve course and how it can help all the players like uh, like you uh, who are listening um, on how they can develop an effective and uh, you know potent kick serve.
0: Sure. Yeah. So it's called the simple kick serve. And the reason I, I titled it that and really strive to bring a level of simplicity to it was because I was reading all these comments saying that, you know, it just wasn't connecting. Like they were trying all these random tips to try and piece together this kick serve. And what was missing was the system that people could follow. that was just a step-by-step process that really laid out, and you can tell everything that I teach is I try to make it as simple as humanly possible. So what I do in this course is I teach you literally everything you need to know from from setting up from how to stand for from how to actually hold the toss, how to perfect your toss in five minutes or less, uh, which sounds like an infomercial, but <laughs> that's exactly what it does. You know ha- the swing path of the racket we we cover the contact point, the finish. Um, the racket drop, which I didn't know this, but a lot of people have trouble with getting the racket to drop, you know, so the only time they drop the racket is after they're done playing. So, um, uh, we covered that. And then I really take you, um, we walk through it step-by-step and piece it together in the most logical, simple, um, way possible so that you can start hitting kick serves immediately.
1: That's perfect Ramon. I mean, that's what we all want. We just want a step-by-step guide you know, show me what to do. And uh, we want it to be as simple as possible. And that's what you've done. So that's, that's really amazing. Kudos to you for that. And so obviously, you know, we're, me and you, we're not trying to teach like ATP players, even though we'd be happy if, if they, you know. Well,
0: Federer called me the other day and said, Roger, uh-huh. <laughs> I wish. I <laughs> yeah. wish. No, yeah, yeah,
1: sure. Maybe someday, but um, yeah, I just kind of wanted to ask you, you know, like what type of player is, is best suited? I know for, for this kick serve course.
0: Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people, when they make a course, they say, oh, this is for everyone. And I think there's certainly things that that um, people of all levels can take from this. But this is really specialized for my audience, which is mostly the 3.0 to 4.0 players, kind of that range, because it kind of um, a lot of it. Assumes that you have a basic understanding of of how to serve already. You know that you're already hitting a serve now. Not to say you couldn't take this course if you've never hit a serve in your life. Obviously, the the learning curve would be significantly longer if you've been playing than if you've been playing a while. But I would say it's really for that 3.0 to 4.0 player that wants to develop a kick serve that wants the quickest way possible to do it and it is in the simplest terms um, imaginable. Oh, Perfect. one more thing I, I forgot to mention that's also included in the course. I got another serving course called the Simple Serve 2.0 where we really cover all of the all of the bases for every serve. And I made a video in that called the Power Generator, which is all about understanding these hardcore physics, you know, and everything that is really boiled down to the most simplest way possible. Um, and I included that in the Simple Kick Serve. So once you get the, the ball spinning off your racket the way you want it to, you can really ratchet up the power and you can get that ball to, to jump like a, like a kangaroo.
1: Wow. That's awesome, mate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, well, good day, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you too, mate.
1: No, no, but that, that's awesome. Cause I mean, obviously, you know, first learn the technique, how to the spin, and then you can ramp up with more of the awesome content that, that Ramon gives you. He doesn't just, you know, like piecemeal things. He's giving you a lot of great, um, value in in the course, obviously. Um, and so you you talked about, you know, some of what the course has, but could you, you know, maybe expand a tiny bit and just talk about maybe like how the course is organized and, you know, structured and things like that?
0: Yeah, yeah, man. So um, first of all, it's got a lot of pretty pictures in it, which is for me is a very, um, <laughs> it's a prerequisite for anything that I'm going to do. Um, no, but it it really, it does take you through, um, everything that you need. So setting up, for example, we talk about you know the two different ways to, to basically stand on the court. You know you've got your platform stance, you've got your pinpoint stance. What are those? What are the advantages and disadvantages of each? And I'll kind of allow you to make that choice. Then we get into the toss. You know because we talked about how crucial the toss is, and if your toss isn't in the right place, you're never going to be able to develop any kind of serve. So really to, to Nail that down, and I've got a video for you on a step-by-step progression that will show you exactly how to do that, as I said, in, in five minutes or less. Then we talk about you know how to hold the racket, um, which you know everyone will say it's got to be a continental grip. I think as long as you can get the racket face on the ball, like Boris Becker hit with an eastern forehand grip. So continental is the way most people will use. Um, so we talk about that. Uh, then we talk about the swing path. Um, precisely, and, and I show all of this in, from different angles, so you can really visualize what it what it means to do this. Then uh, we go over the contact point because everything in every shot in tennis is based on that that fraction of a second. You know, when the ball actually hits the strings, everything that we do before and after that is is um, you know kind of icing on the cake. So we talk about the contact point, where that is, and how to arrive at it, um, and then we talk about. Um, the step-by-step process. We talk about the finish and we talk about the step-by-step process where I show you each drill that you should go through in order, um, in order to start getting that kick serve. And you will literally, I don't think you asked this question, but I think a lot of people are curious, how long is this going to take? How long will it be before I can hit a kick serve? And the answer is you'll be able to hit a kick serve the first day, the first time you go out there. If you follow each of the steps and you make sure that each step, um, is, is kind of in working order before you go on to the next one. Now, how long will it be before you can hit that kick serve under pressure? That's a different story. You know, you really want to have that kind of outsourced to your subconscious mind, into um, your muscle memory before you go out there and, and you start whacking. So, um, that, oh yeah. And then we talk about, like I said, the, the power generator series, where we really get into, um, kind of the, the hardcore stretch shortening cycle, the way to create elastic energy in the serve. See, a lot of people try to kind of muscle the ball in, but that's exactly what you don't want to do. And I'll show you exactly how to create effortless power and effortless kick on your serve, um, in that video. So hopefully that, that answers your question.
1: Yeah, Ramon. I mean, that's awesome. That definitely answered my question. That was super in depth and, uh, Gives everyone like a sneak peek. I of, just made all
0: that up. I hope you did. <laughs> There's
1: only one minute of instruction.
0: Yeah. Honestly, I could have made this course like seven hours long and said that the 9,000 things you have to do to hit a kick serve, but nobody wants to sit through 9,000 hours of video. This is a very condensed, but, but all of the very crucial things that you need to hit a kick serve. nothing more and nothing less.
1: That's fantastic, Ramon. Definitely appreciate it, you know, all the hard work. It's not easy making a video with all that um, awesome content in it, but um, very effective. And uh, speaking of effectiveness, you know, obviously, you know, you've been teaching the kick serve and other strokes um, for a while and and things like that. But can you talk about, you know, what type of results, you know, your instruction slash your, um, you know, this course and other, as far as the kick serve uh, has
0: produced for for players that you've uh, taught? Sure. You know, first of all, I, I'm, I'm very fortunate. I get to work with a lot of really cool people and, um, I don't know why I just, you know, for some reason they like playing with a kangaroo on the court. But, um, you know, my friend Sean, who's actually 75 years old. Um, he's the dude who actually made the Friday, the 13th movies. If you're familiar, he's the guy that, wow. um, all my, all my lessons are shot on, on video. Um, we taught him a kick serve literally in about three weeks. And he's a special case cause he goes out and he gets, you know, a hundred balls every day, um, and he he really works the process. But pretty much, and I'm not bragging. It's just I figured out the step by step process that works. You know, and, and it's always about being able to communicate things in a way that makes sense to that person. And I've been very fortunate. I've been able to do that with a lot of people in person, and um, you know, online. I've got a, a ton of testimonials. You'll, you'll see if you go over to the sales page of people. Who have added? Who have started winning fifty percent more of their points? Who have gotten quote tons more kick, fifteen miles per hour added on their serve? And you know, I'll let you see all the testimonials and stuff on that if you want to check out the course. But um, it's definitely a process. Like I said, I I can't really take complete credit for. um, Although I will try. (laughs) It's uh, it's something that I've learned from all these great tennis minds over the years and. And really having gone through the struggle of trying to develop a kick serve on my own and finally bitten the bullet and going out and studying with the guys who, like you said, standing on the shoulders of giants and finding uh, the process, you know, that really works. And uh, and that's what this is.
1: That's amazing, Ramon. And I mean, the great thing about, you know, a course like yours is that you're getting so much, you know, instruction, even though it's not um, obviously like you know 10 hours like you said it's like normally if you would go and take lessons like you would basically work on like one like one fraction of what you're teaching you know for like a whole lesson and so this yeah. would be like tons of lessons before you got all this instruction but you're getting it all in this course so it's pretty pretty awesome
0: <laughs> yeah and by the way you can do that you know if you're the kind of guy or girl that likes to just really hone in on something and can stay focused you know, that can shorten your learning curve. Um, but I've found that move, once you've gotten something to a reasonable degree of of accomplishment, move on to the next thing, you know, it keeps you fresh. Uh, you know, I, I played violin for my whole life. And I remember, my teacher would always say, once you have a passage learned, go on to something else, you know, because your your brain starts to to Go off off the rails. Now, once it becomes second nature, then you can t- do rep after rep after rep, um, as long as you have that focused attention, and it can really cement your technique quickly.
1: Awesome, Ramon. And so, obviously, you know, there still might be some people who are thinking, you know, like ah, you know, this is great and all, but like I I can't hit a kick serve. Um, you know, there's no way and whatnot. So, what would you say to these players who have that kind of barrier? in their minds that they, they don't think they can hit a kick serve?
0: Well, first of all, nothing I can say will ever convince you, um, that you can hit a kick serve. You're the only one that can ever, you know, make that determination. But, um, I will say a firm belief of mine, and this has been a, a huge reason why, you know, I've gotten to do a lot of the cool things that I've, I've been fortunate enough to do is if someone can learn how to do something, someone out there can learn how to do something. Anybody can learn how to do it we all have infinite potential locked up within us. And at a physiological level, um, we, we, we used to think that um, neural neural synapses or whatever neural connections stopped like at the age of seven, you know? And if you, if you were eight years old, it was all over. <laughs> you know, there was nothing you could do. We actually have proof now that neurogenesis happens until the day we die. So we're always forming new connections. And if you approach anything that you want to do, including the kick serve from a logical, systematic, proven system, and you follow the steps, there's absolutely no reason, you know, that you can't do something. But as Henry Ford uh, once said, whether you can think, I'm going to butcher this quote, but whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. So, um, you know, that's kind of up to you, you know, the way you see what your potential is. I know without having met you that your potential is absolutely unlimited. So I'm going to say, of course, you can learn it. But ultimately, you got to make that decision.
1: That's, that's, uh, that's awesome, Ramon, and very inspirational. I would say to apply what Ramon just said to everything that you're trying to do. <laughs> and then, yeah, it'll really help. So that, that's amazing advice, Ramon. Appreciate that. And sure. so, so obviously, um, you know, you've made an a amazing course, uh, lots of value. Um, you've given us a lot of value today. Um, where can people um, you know, get your KickServe course?
0: Yeah, so for the people um, on this call, I set up a a very special page for you. It's called um, www.osatennis360.com backslash tennis files. After my uh, really good smart guy that came up with this name, I thought we would make that together. So um, you can get it right there. osatennis360.com backslash tennis files.
1: Awesome, Ramon. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate that and uh, setting up that special uh, link for everybody. And, uh, you know, we appreciate you. You do wonderful work. I love your videos. I mean, I check them out all the time. Uh, I learn and I laugh. And that's uh, the two greatest things in life, really. (laughs) So, um, yeah, thanks so much, Ramon, for joining us and for talking about the kick, sir. We learned a lot of uh, great and useful tips today. And I highly, highly encourage people to check out Ramon's kick serve course. Um, uh, I know it's going to be really valuable, a step-by-step proven process of, you know, so many great things that Ramon has learned from the, you know, some of the greatest, uh, tennis instructors on the planet. So highly encourage you to check it out. And, uh, Ramon, thanks again for, for talking with me about the kick serve. Really appreciate
0: it. Man, my pleasure, Vaughn we should, we should do this again sometime. This is a lot of fun. And, uh, thanks for everything that you do, man. I, that, that pod, the podcast, number one is amazing. And number two, the Tennis Files um, Summit thing that you did was was just incredible. As far as I know, it was the first of its kind. And uh, so you're really breaking ground in this. And, you know, I can't thank you enough for putting this together.
1: Thanks a lot, Ramon. I, I really appreciate it again and uh, all the best. And I know we'll do this again soon. And I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> thanks, man. Me too.
0: And thanks right. for watching at home. Thanks for listening to us blather on about this stuff for a while. I hope you found it useful and uh, look forward to seeing you soon.
1: I'm sure everybody did. Thanks so much, Ramon. Take care. All right. See you. All right. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Ramon Osa from osatennis360.com. I know he had a lot of great kick serve tips in there. And uh, like I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, if you're interested, and depending on the time of when you listen to this episode, his serve course might be available at tennisfiles.com slash Ramon. I also would really appreciate it if you all would subscribe to the Tennis Files podcast. Uh, And you can do that on pretty much any podcast app that you use to listen to this show. For iTunes, you can just go to TennisFiles.com slash iTunes and then click on the subscribe button. I always like to leave you uh, with a powerful quote um, at the end of the show, uh, if I can remember to at least. Today's quote Is from Nathan W. Morris, and he said, It's not always that we need to do more, but rather that we need to focus on less. That quote is very relevant to your tennis game because, in general, you just want to really try to focus in on one or two things at a time uh, to improve on in your game uh, so that you don't uh, try to fix too many things and then end up fixing nothing at all. Um, So that's really a great quote there. I hope you really enjoyed this episode of the Tennis Files podcast. Uh, And we've got some great things coming up uh, down the pike uh, very soon. And so I'll keep you updated on uh, those things as they come about. All right. Well, uh, thanks again for listening to the show. And I look forward to having you listen in on the next episode of the Tennis Files podcast. Take care, everyone.
2: Thanks for listening to the Tennis Files podcast. For more tips to help you improve your tennis game, visit TennisFiles.com.